Good evening. In our first reading, we hear from the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah was one of the greatest prophets of the Old Testament. He lived in a very turbulent time, a fatal period of Jewish history. Jeremiah was destined to be a prophet from the first moment of his existence. Although Jeremiah complained that he was too young to admonish the people, God told him to stand up fearlessly and speak his word because he has nothing to fear because God would be with him. Like St. Paul of our second reading, Jeremiah's message was not only for the Jews, but also for the Gentiles. Because God loves all people. We too must have faith in God for all of our trials and all the tribulations that we experience here in this lifetime and know Know that as God is with us, we have nothing to fear. In our second reading, for the last two Sundays, St. Paul has been describing the wonderful gifts of the Holy Spirit that was given to the first converts of Corinth. Today we hear him speak of the greatest gift of all, the divine virtue of charity, love, which is love above all for God, and also love for our neighbor for God's sake. The gift of speaking an unlearned language was another gift of the early Corinthians and given by the Holy Spirit. But St. Paul adds that if he speaks to the whole world in all languages of the world, but does not have love, it is just empty sounds. To make his message perfectly clear so that all could understand him, he said, if I have faith so as to move mountains, but I do not have love, I have nothing, nothing. And if I give away everything that I own, everything that I own, and even hand over my body for reasons other than love, again, I gain nothing. God has made each and every one of us members of his mystical body, and each of us is asked by him to help him in his work of divine love. Today we can show the love that St. Paul preached in feeding the hungry, in giving drink to the thirsty, clothing the naked, visiting those in prison, visiting the sick, and burying the dead. Burying the dead. How many of us attend funerals when one of our brothers and sisters dies? That's one of the corporal works of mercy 
and you will be given, forgiven many sins by living the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. We can show the love that St. Paul said we must have for our brothers and sisters by practicing the corporal and spiritual works of mercy because through them we will gain a great reward, a great reward, our eternal happiness with Christ in heaven for all eternity. How many of us upon leaving home for the very first time experienced homesickness? Remember the first time you left home and you thought, boy, I really didn't have it so bad there after all. For me, it was when I left the little town of Grand Haven, Michigan, and the Marine Corps said, come follow me. And I had already been enlisted, so after I graduated, the Marine Corps was waiting for me. I did follow them. And I arrived in San Diego and I went to boot camp and let me tell you, I was homesick. But the drill instructors had a way of making you forget your homesickness. <laughs> After fasting in the desert for 40 days, Jesus went to Galilee and taught in their synagogues. At that time, it was open to Jesus. All the synagogues in Palestine were open to Jesus because he had not proclaimed his message yet to the whole Palestinian people, to the Jewish nation. And he was free to talk in the synagogues. And he had many wonderful words that people were anxious to hear. In today's gospel, we hear the story about Jesus returning to his hometown. He too may have been a little homesick. And it was natural, natural that he wanted to return to his hometown to visit his family, his friends, but most especially his mother. And on the Sabbath day, as was his custom, he went to the synagogue and he began to teach the people because in the synagogue there was no definite teacher. Anyone that had a special message or was, had some kind of special insight was allowed to present it in a synagogue teaching. However, it's true. The hardest place for a preacher to preach is in the church where he was brought up. And I'm going to find that out next week when I go to Grand Haven, Michigan, and I will be preaching in the church where I was brought up. Just thought I'd throw that in. Just as the hardest place for a doctor to practice is the place where people knew him when he was young, before he became a doctor. When Jesus first began to speak, the people were astonished at his words and wondered where did he get all of this wisdom and all this eloquence from? 
After all, wasn't this Joseph's son, the carpenter, who grew up among us? And their hearts were hardened. And so Jesus encountered hostility and suspicion, and they would not listen to him anymore. They could not conceive that anyone who lived among them at one time had any right to speak as Jesus was speaking. The Jews were so sure that they were God's chosen people only that they utterly despised all other peoples. The other peoples, of course, were Gentiles, just like you and I are. Any person that was not of the Jewish faith was a Gentile. And the Jews felt that God had created the Gentiles to be a fuel for the fires of hell. That's what they thought that the Gentiles were created for. And they were favored, favored above all the Jewish people. When he said that Zarephath, that when he said that Zarephath, a Sidian, and Naaman, the Syrian, or Syrian, in, were selected over all the Jews in Israel by God to be saved from famine and leprosy, they immediately demanded a sign for what he had said. He said that they were selected above all Jews. Gentiles were selected above all Jews, and that's what angered the people. They said, do here in your native place the things that we had heard you did in Capernaum. They had heard about the miracles and the wondrous works that he did in Capernaum. But Jesus admonishes them and says, a prophet is not without honor except in his native place in his own home. They had rejected him because of their lack of faith in Jesus. Jesus did not work any miracles there. And therefore they rose up against him and put him out of the city and took them, him to the brow of the city and were going to hurl him down and kill him. But Jesus passed through their midst unharmed. The rejection that Jesus Christ experienced in his own home town was just a foreshadow of the rage, the fury, and the hate that he would experience in Jerusalem as he journeyed to his passion and death. When we come together in God's church to listen to the word of God, we must come with eager eager expectation to be nourished, 
to be filled and not think badly of the person or the man who speaks, but think and listen to the person who through the Holy Spirit speaks. The Holy Spirit speaks through them. How often do we reject Jesus Christ in our own life? Of course, we would never, never openly deny about how we rejected Jesus, but what about the way we live our life every day? Every day. Do we fill our life on our day with prayer and thanking God for the many gifts and bountiful blessings that he has bestowed on all of us? Or do we only think of the hard things that we have to face? The trials, the tribulations, all the things that we have to face in this life. Do we only think of those? Thank God for all the blessings that he's given us every single day of our life. The grass always looks greener on the other side. Do we ever conveniently push Christ aside in his doctrine of love and secretly act like we don't know him when dealing with our brothers and sisters, sometimes at parties, sometimes when we go out to dinner? Do we openly profess our faith by, in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit? Or do we go, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Or do we even pray? Do we pray when we go out? If we do, that's good. If we don't, are we rejecting Jesus in a certain way? because we are embarrassed to show our faith, our Catholic Christian faith. Jesus Christ was never embarrassed to show his love for us. We must always show our love for him in everything that we think, everything that we say, everything that we do, all of our life until he calls us to our eternal reward to be happy with him in heaven for all eternity. Amen.